for 50 days, the Christian people, and that means all of us, have basked in the overwhelming joy of the Paschal Mystery. And even as we speak of the Paschal event as mystery, we are very certain that we have been able to enter into the astonishing events and implications surrounding the risen Christ and grasp them, held them, celebrated them as living realities that have touched our lives and changed our lives. And on this day, we hear more stories, stories of amazement and wonder, of diversity and unity, of mission and promise. And we are caught up again in their power and their grace. The fledgling community of disciples in Jerusalem, as Luke recounts, are trying to come to terms with who they are after Jesus' ascension to the Father. They have gathered for the Jewish feast of weeks, Shavuot, a harvest feast that celebrates the first fruits from the springtime of creation. And then, to paraphrase a popular expression, all heaven broke loose. And God causes a great commotion, a cosmic theophany that becomes a verbal, oral, visual, and kinesthetic experience. And Luke struggles to capture the moment with images of wind and fire, with proclamations of the mighty acts of God in an astonishing cacophony of tongues, an event that tells us generations later that the good news of God knows no boundaries and can be heard by and from those we would least expect and in ways we might never have imagined. I cannot help but think of the many ways that groups and individuals throughout our Christian tradition, unfortunately, have tried to muzzle the Word of God or use it for denominational purposes or try to own its inspiration for the purposes of control over others or for defending personal practices and pieties. But the universal dimension of the spirit of Pentecost was stretched across the known nations of the time, from east to west, as we say in our Eucharistic prayer, from the rising of the sun to its setting. The miracle of speaking and hearing the word of God knows neither boundary 
or human burial. Unfortunately, the passage of our first reading in today's lectionary stops short of the next two wonderful lines when the crowd asks, what does this mean? And then they answer themselves by saying, they have had too much new wine. (laughs) Indeed, they were drunk with the Spirit. On this day, we might speak of the birth of the Church, and we might well ask that same question, what does this mean? What does the life, passion, death, resurrection, ascension, and the sending of the Spirit mean for us? Do we too easily dismiss its meaning as simply a feast day in the liturgical calendar, one we have celebrated so many times? Do we take seriously the exhilaration of opening ourselves to the presence of that Spirit that sets us on fire with an enthusiasm for life and love, with a sincere desire for co-opting that spirit to renew the face of the earth? Can we make this plea, Lord, send out your spirit in the midst of the destruction of airstrikes in the birthplace of our ancestors in faith? with the realization that there is anguish and pain at borders that we have established, with the evidence of abuse of God's creation, with the pleas for racial justice in our streets, with the struggles of those gasping for breath because of the effects of the pandemic, But I say, for these and for many other reasons, we must cry out for a Pentecost community to take shape again. Paul tells us that the fruits of the Spirit are within us. They are positive energies that are possible even in our diversity. In fact, because of that diversity, Because, as Paul says, it takes every gift and every ministry to be one in Christ. There can be no boundaries to that unity for which we pray when we say in the Eucharistic prayer, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with the Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. In John's Gospel today, Jesus puts himself in the midst of the disciples, promising them the gift of the Spirit, a spirit of peace and reconciliation, a spirit of communion. So Pentecost celebrates our capacity to live with this promise every day, this gift of Paschal joy to breathe in 
the very presence of the risen Christ in each other and to breathe out the acts of mercy and love that displace anger, fear, and complacency with every fiber of our being. The Spirit has sanctified us and changed us, and it is this amazement that sends us, even in our faltering ways, to proclaim the mighty acts of God.